Welcome to a message of grace. Where do you look for your lost keys? If you lose something inside your house, do you look in your backyard? If you feel you're missing something spiritual, where would you look to fill that void? Let's listen as Pastor Bruce discusses filling that God hole in our lives. Our first reading today is from the Old Testament prophet Jeremiah. We have heard from him for four weeks, and over the next month and a half, we're going to hear from him another four times. Jeremiah was called by God to prophesy in 626 B.C., and he prophesied for some 40 years until about 586 B.C., just shortly after the Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem and the temple. He pleads with the people of his day to turn away from chasing after empty things, things that are hollow, and he encourages them to seek things that are of lasting value. He calls them to turn to worshiping or return to worshiping the one true God. In our reading today, Jeremiah is speaking on behalf of God, and he describes a number of separate disasters that are about to come that sweep over the land. You will hear of human sinfulness. You will hear of brokenness with creation. And you will hear about signs in the very cosmos themselves. Yet in the midst of all these things, there is a word of hope, a word of hope from God. God says, I will not make a full end. Let us listen. A reading from Jeremiah. At that time, it will be said to this people and to Jerusalem, a hot wind comes from me out of the bare heights in the desert toward my poor people, not to winnow or cleanse, a wind too strong for that. Now it is I who speak in judgment against them. For my people are foolish. They do not know me. They are stupid children. They have no understanding. They are skilled in doing evil, but do not know how to do good. I looked on the earth, and lo, it was waste and void, and to the heavens, and they had no light. I looked on the mountains, and lo, they were quaking, and all the hills moved to and fro. I looked, and lo, there was no one at all, and all the birds of the air had fled. I looked, and lo, the fruitful land was a desert, and all its cities were laid in ruins before the Lord, before his fierce anger. For thus says the Lord, the whole land shall be a desolation, yet I will not make a full end. Because of this, the earth shall mourn, and the heavens above grow black. For I have spoken, I have purposed, I have not relented, nor will I turn back. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. Our second reading this day is a portion of Paul's letter to Timothy. This letter was written by the Apostle Paul somewhere between 63 and 67 AD. And as is the case with the reading from Jeremiah, we will also hear from 
these letters, and yes, there's more than one, to Timothy over the next four weeks. Timothy is one of Paul's assistants. He is a companion of Paul's. He is a young pastor in charge of a congregation. And so much of what we will hear of in the future is about uh, guidance on worship, church administration, and leadership. However, today what you will hear is Paul reflecting on his conversion. And he contrasts his former life as compared to his life in Christ. You will also hear echoes in this reading of our first hymn, Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise. Let us listen. A reading from 1 Timothy. I am grateful to Christ Jesus our Lord, who has strengthened me, because he judged me faithful and appointed me to his service, even though I was formerly a blasphemer, persecutor, and a man of violence. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But for that very reason, I received mercy, so that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display the utmost patience, making me an example to those who would come to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of Ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the Church. The Gospel according to the 15th chapter of St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling, saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep, and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. And just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Once upon a time, there is a man running around on the streets in the village in which he lived, frantically looking and searching and saying, I lost my key, I lost my key. 
And uh, he's looking on the streets and in the lawns and the bushes and shrubs, looking all over for the key that he lost. And uh, some of his neighbors joined him in the search, and they too started to look around. And uh, finally they asked him, well, whereabouts did you lose it? And without even hesitating, he said, in the house. And they said, you lost your key in the house? Yeah, are you sure of that? Yeah. Well, how come you're looking outside? He says, the light is better out here. (laughs) You know, we all have this hole inside of us. A God-sized hole. And uh, sometimes we're busy running around looking to fill it outside, so to speak. And meanwhile, that's not where it is. We can seek to fill it as you have by coming here today, by singing, by praying, by hearing God's word, by experiencing the sacraments, to feel God's presence in our hearts and our lives and to search for that yes within the church, yes within our own hearts and minds, yes in terms of reading scripture and in terms of those holy, awesome God moments that come to us. Jeremiah was called to speak to a people and a day and age when they were busy running around looking to fill the God-sized hole in their heart outside. They had lost their worship of God. They were intent on making military alliances. And they were not worshiping or praying or seeking God's guidance in their lives. The situation was that between 1250 and 1200 BC, the Israelites entered into the Promised Land. And that, that means that they were there for about 600 years when Jeremiah comes on the scene. We celebrated Confederation. How long has Canada been a country? 152 years? We're talking 600 years. The people have fallen away from worshiping God. And Jeremiah calls them back. We heard a few weeks ago how he talked about cracked cisterns. How many of you know what a cistern is? And, and no, it's, it's, it's not the, uh, the, ma- the female version of, of a brethren. A cistern, there's usually inside a house, and water is stored in there, and uh, for times of drought or in the winter, water to be used in the home, right? In a generation or two gone by, many of the homes of our land had cisterns. Jeremiah talks about cracked cisterns. You can see right away, a cracked cistern is good for nothing. The water will leak out. So he talks about how their people have put their trust in cracked cisterns, looking to fill that God-sized hole in their heart outside, running around, when they know inside, they know where to fill it, and they know how to fill it, yet they're busy running around outside. In the reading today, you heard how a hot wind from the barren heights from the desert will come. 
a hot wind will come. You heard Jerry read, For my people are foolish. They do not know me. They are stupid children. They have no understanding. They are skilled in doing evil, but do not know how to do good. How many of you know or have heard of Sarah Palin, the former governor of Alaska? Well, a while back, she was the vice president nominee for the nominee for President John McCain. That's going back at least a decade. Well, about a week and a half ago, um, and her husband filed for divorce. They had been married for 31 years. Now, we know stuff happens, and we know people grow apart, and we feel the pain of that sometimes, but her husband filed for a divorce. And that's not the whole, that's not what I'm really getting at here. How many of you have Twitter? A Twitter account? Twitter was alive with people running her down. Her political critics were bashing her and running her down in the face of the divorce. And I'm thinking, Really? You know, th this coming apart, this pain, and people are bashing her on social media? And not just one or two, hundreds. These people are foolish. They do not know how to do good. One of the things I do to help with grandparenting care for three of our grandkids, is get them to school in the morning. I read this article uh, about Sarah and this bashing that was going on of her and her political views. And then a day or two later, I take my grandson Beckett to his daycare. And, and one of the daycare workers had this saying on their t-shirt. In a world where you can choose to be anything, choose to be kind. In a world where you can choose to be anything, choose to be kind. Wow. You know, there's a message of hope here, too, in, in the midst of what Jeremiah said. Much of what you heard read today is gloom and doom, but there is a word of hope, a light, so to speak. When Jeremiah, speaking of God, using God's word, said, the whole land shall be desolate, yet I will not make a full end. A word of hope. Word of hope. We also heard read, I looked on the mountains, and lo, they were quaking, and on the hills, moving to and fro. I looked, and there was no one at all, and all the birds of the air had fled. I looked, and lo, the fruitful land was a desert. How many of you heard about that blob of plastic, that plastic island that is floating between California and Hawaii? You heard about that blob of pl plastic island in the middle of the ocean? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm an old guy. My mind, mind still works in square miles and in miles. So I think you hopefully will be able to make the jump if you work in square kilometers. But how many of you know the square mileage of Winnipeg? How many square miles are there in Winnipeg? 180. Winnipeg is 180 square miles. 
the province of Manitoba, the province in which we live, and I know we live mostly in this narrow strip of about 110 kilometers along the border, and there's huge, vast uh, tracts of land to the north of us. What's the square mileage of our province? 250,000 square miles. I've rounded some of these things off, okay? So if you want to take me to task, you can say, well, no, it's 251 or whatever, I don't know. But 250,000 square miles. That's the size of Manitoba. You know how big that plastic island is? Anybody want to make a guess? 250? 620,000 square miles. That's like two and a half Manitobas floating around in the ocean, this plastic island. Wow. But all is not lost. There's a young man who's 23 years old from the Netherlands. His name's Boyan Slat. And he's figured, instead of trying to clean up all the oceans, just go to where all the currents and trade winds are taking the plastic naturally to make this big island, go there and start scooping it out and getting rid of it. In the midst of the gloom and doom, in the midst of trying to fill up those God spots in our heart by stuff and going outside of ourselves, there's a ray of hope, a ray of light, born slat. The whole land shall be desolate, yet I will not make a full end. Jeremiah, calling people to look to God. To look to God to fill that God-sized hole that we all have inside of ourselves. Not to look at the outside stuff, because that's cracked cisterns, but to look to God to fill that God-sized hole. And yes, in the midst of the bleakness of our day and age, environmentally and or otherwise, there is still hope, a ray of light. Many of you know that uh, our 2020 Vision Committee has been working long and hard, and we had a special event here last Sunday where we talked about some of our missional directives and things we're going to focus on for the next five to seven years, a ray of light, a ray of hope to help people fill that emptiness that we have. The three things we chose to work on, and and I realized I I rolled it out at the early service. Our committee doesn't even know. We should have told our committee, but... uh, (laughs) Kai, do you know what they are? He's on the committee. (laughs) Um, We we didn't? I didn't? Okay. I'm too busy looking at my Twitter. (laughs) Neighborly outreach, inspired children and youth, diverse worship experiences. And by God's grace, as we work on those three directives for the next year, hopefully this can be a place where we help people to fill the emptiness. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to A Message of Grace. If you would like more information on our congregation and how we can be of service to you, please visit our website at www.gracelutheran.ca or check us out on Facebook.
Peace be with you.